Orange Robo Tag. We're here. That time of the day. That good enough? All right. All right, Hachamenu. Uh, we learn Ma'amare uh, Geula. That's the mood that we do every day. It's 6.30, Bezat Hashem. And it's the Ma'amar of Ramhal. These classes have been generously sponsored for Alegra Bad Gamila and Yosef Hayim Ben Rosa. Amen. Today's learning as well is Shimon Ben Julia by our good friend Mr. Eli Eddy. Amen. Alright. Where are we? We're in Ma'amara uh, Geula. And uh, we talked about yesterday in our uh, talk. There's the Pikida and then there's the Zechira. And basically we need to take the Shekhinah out of the Hester Panim. The Shekhinah is an Hester Panim that's Kilkul Rishon. And the first process is the Zepakod, like happened in Egypt. And what happens at the time of the Pakod is there's a he'ara from the Ahurayim of Chokhmah, which is a tremendous light that comes from Chokhmah, but not from the front of it. That would be the Shem Ayin Bet, but this is coming from the back of it. And we explained that the Shem on the back of Chokhmah is uh, the Ribuah, which we did yesterday, of Shem Ab. That would be Yud, Yudke, Yudkevav, Yudkevavke which equals 184, Gematria Pakod. That's where the Pekida comes from, that great He'ara that comes from Chokhmah. And then he said that after the Pekida, then already uh, we get a greater uh, charge of light, which comes from the front of Chokhmah and the front of Bina, and then we have a tremendous Zivuga Lemala, and that influences the Shefa Lemata, and then everybody lives happily ever after. That's the Zechira, which we're eagerly awaiting for. We are, it's fair to say that we are already in the process of Pekida. You have to remember, Pekida doesn't happen in one day. Kotaram Hal can happen over hundreds of years. It's a process. Every, every piece of the puzzle has to be placed until Pekida is over, and then. I mean, just think for a second. For example, when Moshe Rabbeinu was called into Egypt, so God told him, Pakot Pakanti. The Pekida is done already. Now you need to go start the Zechira. But it takes time. When Moshe Rabbeinu came back to Egypt, they didn't leave in a second. It was a process that takes uh, a talich. Fine. So now we begin today's talk. In order to have a hakdama for what we're going to say today, 
You know, Rabotai, put Ma'amara Geula on the side. You're getting some uh, beneficial information on some of the concepts of the Sod, which is beneficial on its own. The double benefit here is we can apply it now to our Limud in Ma'amara Geula. So tonight we're going to learn a drop about the Sod of Nikudot, of the dots, the dots underneath the letters, and in between the letters, and sometimes on top of the letters. So, although Nikudot seemed to be very elementary, you know, we learned it in first grade, Kamatz, Aleph, A, Patah, Aleph, A, Segol, Aleph, E, you know, we don't uh, look at, you know, the Nikudot as anything so, so mystical. However, the Mikubalim tell us that each Nikuda represents another uh, department, another sfira. Nikudot are also signs, they're symbols. It's like you have, uh, you know, Lavdil, when you're, when you're driving down the street and there's a yellow sign, you see a squiggly line. So that means you're a slippery road. So they don't have to tell you a slippery road. If you know the signs, you see a, you know, a line like that, you know, oh, be careful, so a squiggly road. Or you see a, the, a, the upside down, the U, you know, for, for a U-turn. So therefore, there's different signs. So the Nikudot, besides uh, allowing us to read the words, it gives the word movement, but the Nikudot also indications of certain uh, sefirot, where they come from. As an example, if you see a segol, you know how the segol looks? One, two, three. Like a triangle. If you see a segol, Segol comes from Hesed. So that's a that's a that's a you know a, a good nikuda for us to know. Anytime you see a Segol, you know you're coming from the department of Hesed. As a matter of fact, uh, if you look in our Siddur that we use, you'll notice something incredible. That every beracha in the Amida, at the Hatima of the beracha. When it says Baruch Atah Hashem Yudke Vavke, every beracha there's different nikudot under the Yudke Vavke, and every beracha in Amida. So, for example, I just told you uh, Hesed. Well, Hesed is found in the beracha of Selah Lanu Abinuki Hatanu. Because what does that beracha talk about? God forgive us for our sins. Now, even though we made a big sin, Kipashatnu. Now, which department uh, gives? Uh, you know, uh, a pardon. Which department says, okay, we forgive you? Well, that's chesed. It's a kindness for God to come along. You know, normally a king, he doesn't have to pardon anybody. So when we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Hanun you're so kind. You forgive us time and time again. You know, it's not like we sinned once. You keep on forgiving us. Anything that's is chesed. It's unending your, your forgiveness. So therefore, if you look at the Nikudot in the Sidur under Baruch Atah Hashem, you'll see Segol, Segol, Segol. So that Segol is not telling you how to, how to read Hashem's name. You read Hashem's name the regular way. But it's telling you in your brain, you know where this is coming from. This is coming from the department, the Hesed department. Uh, let me give you another example. When you have... Uh, when you have... The two dots on top of each other, we call that a Sheva. Sheva, the two dots on top of each other, that's Givura. That's 
judgment. So anytime you see a shiva, you have to know, this is a dinim. Which beracha and amida represents that? Well, look at the next beracha and amida. We're saying, re'ena be'onyenu, God, look at our, our poverty, look at our difficulties. Ve'ribari venu. Bore'olam, we want you to fight our battles. Oh, that's gibura. <laughs> we want Bore'olam to come along and beat our enemies up. So if you look at the beracha, Baruch Hashem Goel Yisrael. Under the Hashem of Goel Yisrael, you'll see Sheva, Sheva, Sheva. Now, Rabotai, I don't know what Sidur you have in front of you, but uh, it's got to be worth more than 99 cents, the Sidur, for to have these, uh, these Kavanot. Very nice. But today, the Rav is going to tell us about two Nikudot. One is the highest Nikuda, and that's the Kamatz. Rabotai, please do not underestimate the value of a kamatz. The kamatz actually comes from the keter. That's the highest level. That's a level, by the way, that we really don't, uh, don't have access to. It's so high and it's sealed. It's, uh, it's something that's, that's beyond us. That's how high the kamatz is. As a matter of fact, the reason why they call it kamatz, what does the word kamatz mean in Hebrew? Uh, you know what a kamsan is? A kamsan is somebody that is closed, right? He's a tamat, he doesn't open his hand, he doesn't open his pocket. So that's kamatz, likmots means to close, to seal. Because <clears throat> the area that the kamatz represents is closed. It's, a, it's an area that's uh, very, very high. It's the crown. It's above the head. The keter. Well, we have no access to the keter. That's already uh, the, the highest level of secrets. <clears throat> so therefore, the kamatz represents hatum, satum. It represents this high place. Now, what's directly beneath the keter? You know it from the picture of a king. Under his crown, what do you have? His head. So right under the keter, you have the head. What's in the head? The brain. Now you ever see a person's brain? We talked about this yesterday. There's the right brain and there's the left brain. You know, they create like a, it's like a cauliflower. And it's put together. The right brain is called chokmah. The left brain is called bina. So right under the keter, you have a department. Now we're talking in... Not in the human being. We're talking now in, in the Sifirot. Under this high level called the crown that we don't even know what it is. It's kamatz, it's kamutz, hatum v'satum. We have chokmah. Which nikuda represents chokmah? Well, I'm going to tell you how to figure it out. Which beracha in the amida represents chokmah? Well, the first beracha in the middle of the amida, ata honen ladam da'at. You're praying for chokmah. So look at the nikudot on that beracha. Baruch atah Hashem. What do you see underneath the Hashem of that beracha? Patah. Patah, patah, patah. What's patah? The straight line across. Why is chokmah the nikuda of patah? Because patah is the opposite of kamatz. Kamatz represents what? Closes. What does a generous guy do? 
Matah, he opens his hand. So whereas Kamatz is sealed, where we have no access to the Kamatz, it's in the Keter, that's already, you know, uh, too high for us to uh, relate to. However, the Patah, that's when already the Chokmah starts to come out. Chokmah starts to release its Orot and its wisdom, and therefore the Chokmah is very generous. And that's why, uh, I'll just give you what M is. Uh, in Zohar HaKadosh, for example, the Zohar introduces a Hidush much different than the way the Gemara introduces a Hidush. Uh, anytime the Zohar introduces a Hidush, it says, Patah Rabbi Yoseh, Patah Eliyahu Navi, Patah Rabbi Shimon. They always introduce their uh, derash with the word Patah, which simply means he opened, he opened his mouth and said a derashah. But the depth he's saying is that this derash that we're about to say, it's coming from the patah. It's coming from the sword of the chokmah. It's coming from a very high place. And therefore, listen closely. This is this is right under the kitten. Listen, we can't tell you stuff from the kamats. Kamats, keep quiet. We can't say anything. Kamats, close your mouth. We don't, we don't talk about that. But the first level of revelation is in the in the department called chokmah. Patah, patah aliyah navi. Not only that, when we say in Eshet Hayil, for example, what do we say? about the, the bright woman that has wisdom coming out of her mouth. Piha pateha bechokmah. Again, patah pateha bechokmah. So you see that whenever we talk about chokmah, chokmah is related into the, into the patah. So you learn something about the nikudot. Now I hope in the, in the, in the coming uh, shi'urim, I don't know when, we'll tell you what the sireh is, we'll tell you what the holam uh, is, and the kubuts, and the shuruk. But today we just need to know the kamats, and the patah. So now I'm reading in the uh, in the in the in the sefer again. I'm reading. Without the light that comes from chokmah, lo Nothing could start. In order for the Shekhinah, uh, to open up. We want to open up the gates to give the Shekhinah its, its life again. It's got to start from Chokhmah. And that's hinted to in the Seder of the Nekudot. Kamatz, Patah. Kamatz being Keter, and Patah being Chokhmah. Patah, like its word, means to open. It's a key. It's a maftayah. It's a patah. It opens. So the chokmah, when it's going to come down, it's going to go through, like the yesod breaks through and opens up the malchut. The chokmah is going to shine down and open up the malchut and open up the shekhinah and give light to it. And that's what it means in the pasuk. Back to shira shirim rabotai. Vezehu pithili now, all these are four words of affection. Somebody that loves us is talking to us and says, I'm Ahoti, I'm your sister. I'm your wife. Yonati is like a bird. Tamati, the one that's complete. These are all words. And what is this? 
Who is this? Who is this? Ahoti, Ra'yati, Yonati, Tamati. Ramchal tells us it's not four different people. It's not even one person. This is the Shekhinah talking. Now, why would the Shekhinah uh, be referred to as four different names? So you need to know another introduction, but a short one. These, are, these introductions are offered to you, Rabotai, for no extra charge. So you shouldn't think that if you're getting uh, two or three introductions, that there's going to be, uh, you're going to get a bill after it. No, the introductions are done from the graciousness of my heart in order that our members just can understand a little bit better uh, of the kavanot. So, you know what? Kadosh Baruch has many names. Sometimes you look at the mezuzah, you see the name Shin Dalet Yud on the mezuzah. That actually stands for Shomer Daltot Yisrael. God protects the doorposts of Yisrael. Uh, I'm sure the most common of all names that you see is Yud Kevavke, that we know. But there's another name that you might see from time to time. And that's the name Aleph Dalid Nun Yud. I don't want to say it, so we say Adanut. You know, for example, if you look in the um, if you look in the Amidah, the first word of the Amidah, Adonai Sefatai Tiftah, Ufi Agit it's spelled Aleph Dalid uh, Nun and Yud. Whenever you see that name Rabotai, that's the name that represents the Shekhinah. You learn something. That's why it's used where it's used. Meaning, we don't always spell Yudke Vavke Alef Dalet Nun Yud. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that in the Tanakh, it's only written 131 times. Alef Dalet Nun and Yud. That's, and whenever you're going to see it, you know that, oh, they must be talking about Shekhinah. That's the presence of the God on earth. That's the holy Shekhinah that we're referring to. Now, how many letters does this Shem have? Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud. Four letters. So therefore, in Shira Shirim, when the Shekhinah is talking, see, Shalom wrote the poem in a poetic form in order that the amateur will never be able to figure out what he's talking about. He'll just think it's some sort of love story. But really, this part of Shira Shirim the Shekhinah is in Galut, and the Shekhinah is calling out to the, to the Yesod, which is above it, and saying, please, Pithili, open me up, release me from the Galut, release me from my, my captivity. I have been in the darkness over here. Let me, let me out. It's like somebody that's in prison, and you know he sees the prison guard walking by, or better, you see the king walking by, and you tell the king, please, Pithili, Pithili. And who's saying Pithili? Ahoti, Ra'yati, Yonati, Tamati. Those four words represent the four letters of the Shekhinah's name. Alif, Dalid, Nun, Yud. So that's how we know Shilomo Amalek was very precise why he referred to four names so we know that it's the Shekhinah. And I quote the Ramchal. The four names over here represent the four letters of Adanut. Now, watch this. Third introduction. 
So this is beautiful, Rabotai. Now we're learning concepts. You learned, number one, Nikudot. Now you learned Adanut, is the Shekhinah. And the Shekhinah begs, please. Uh, again, the guy's making scrambled eggs when he's listening to the shield. So what does he come on to the shiur for if he came to disrupt? That's the question. If he came to disrupt us, what is he participating for? It's not like we give we don't give people money to come on the shiur over here. You come at your own free will. So then what is he bothering us for? All right, he disappeared. Okay. <clears throat> now, I'd like to say one more hadush over here. And the, the Ramhal... The amazing thing is that Amhal gives the reader a lot of credit. He assumes you know all this already. So he's not he's not explaining any of this. He just throws the Hadushim at you and he assumes, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Obviously, he wrote the book only for you know advanced scholars. Let's talk about let's talk about for a minute. Let's talk about how the Shefa trickles down. We call that the Hishtal Shilut. By the way, if you're a doctor, you probably learned this in uh, in college, where they teach how the body, you know, uh, the veins and the arteries and how everything it goes through the heart and the uh, the different uh, ventricles of the heart and so on and so forth. It pumps and comes up, it comes down. So Lehavdil, Ben Holle Kodesh, the Shefa that comes down from the upper worlds has a system. It follows a a path. We don't discuss yet the Ketir, because the Ketir, as I said, is Kamat, it's closed. The first revelation comes through Chokhmah. From Chokhmah, it makes its way through a department called Bina. And then after that, Chokhmah and Bina, that's the top. Then it trickles down a little more, and it comes down to closer to us. Chesed, Gevurah, Teferet, Nesach, Hod, Yesod. These are six different departments that the Shefa trickles down to. And the last place the Shefa goes to is the Malchut. Malchut is the Shekhinah. So look at that. It went from Chochman and the Bina. Then it went down to Chesed, Gevurah, Teferet, Nesach, Hod, Yesod. And finally, the Malchut receives everything. And once the Shekhinah receives it, guess who receives it with the Shekhinah? We do. When the Shekhinah receives the Shefa, we're the biggest beneficiary. So now, let me show you God's holy name, Yudke Vavke. I'm going to show you the name now like you never saw it before. Actually, Yudke Vavke is a map. Look at it the way we're going to look at it today. Yudke Bavke is a map. It's, it's giving you the flow of the, of the Shefa. Look at the letter Yud, Rabotai. You see on top of the Yud, there's a little, there's a little crown on top of the Yud. There's a little, we call that Kutsoshil Yud. You see the coming out of the Yud, there's a little, a little line coming out of the top of the Yud. You see it in your Sidurim? That's called Kutsoshil. Yeah, exactly. As you open up the Sidur for a second, 
look at the Yud, and you see on top of the Yud there's a, a Kotz, Kotzoshel Yud. That represents Keter. It's so small because we cannot relate to it, and we don't, uh, you know, we don't talk about it, but it's there. The Yud itself, what comes after Keter, Abotai? Chokhmah. Yud is Chokhmah. Where does the Yud bring the Shefa to? To the He. What's the He? Bina. What's the Vav? Well, the Vav is six. Chesed, Givurah, Tiferet, Nesach, Hod, Yesod. So now you trickle it down all the way down to the six. You're almost at the bottom. The last deposit is the final He. The final He represents Malchut, which is the Shekhinah. So actually, the name Yudke Vavke is the roadmap of how the Shefa goes all the way from Keter to Ochmah to Binah to the Vav uh, uh, Sefirot to the Vak, we call it, down to the Malchut. Evantem Rabotai? So we have, we could say like this. Let's talk about, let's talk about the sender and the receiver. Let's put it that way. I'm trying to simplify it for you in my mind. Sender and receiver. Who's the one that's sending the Shefa? The Yud, the He, and the Vav. Who's receiving the Shefa? The final He. That's the address. In the Shaman, they say, uh, we need to send the Shefa down, uh, uh, you know, Shefa Prime. We need to send it immediately. So they say, okay, what's the address? Who are you sending it to? To the Shekhinah. We need to send it, because if the Shekhinah gets the Shefa, it gives it out to Klai Yisrael, everybody has a, you know, a unbelievable time. Okay, so it's okay, send it down. Now, just like Lehavdil, again, I'm making it so simple that it's, it's, it, it's maybe not allowed. But my point is, when you order something from Amazon, first it has to come from the guy that you bought it from, and then it goes to the warehouse, and then it goes to another warehouse. And How many hands does the box have to touch until finally they drop it in front of your door. It's a process. Lavdi, when the shefa comes down, Bori Olam sends it through different channels. So it starts off at the Keter, then it gets to the Ochmah, then it gets to the Chesed, Gurat, Vezahod, Yesod. And then finally, that's the last stop before it gets delivered. The Yesod delivers it into the Malchut. The Yesod would be like, uh, that's the guy that knocks on your door. That's the UPS guy that knocks on the door with the package. He's okay, I got it. And he delivers it to the, to the Malchut. Evantem? So, the way I would uh, look at the Yud Kevav is like this, Rabotai. I would look at that Yud Kevav delivering to the He. Evantem, what I did? I'm separating the first three letters. That's the, uh, that's the, the origin. And then it's where it's delivered to is the final He which is the Shekhinah. Now, let's do a... Uh... Okay, I need to give you one more piece of information. I'm going to take a sip of tea first. Let's uh, spell the name of God tonight where it equals 45. I only taught you the name so far of 72, and I think 63. But now we're going to learn the name of God that equals 45. It's called the Shem Memhe, which is uh, interesting because that's probably the name that God used to create Adam Arishon. 
Adam is Gematria 45. That's the name when Hashem created Adam. How do you get Yud Kevavke to equal 45? Very simple. Take the Yud and spell it Yud Vav Dalit. Yud Vav Dalit is 20. Yud Vav Yud, Bimilui. Take the He and spell it He Aleph. See, instead of putting Yuds in it, now we're putting Alephs. Sometimes you spell the Yud Kevavke be Yudin, and sometimes you spell it Be Alfin. So here Aleph is 6, so you have 26. The Vav we're going to spell Vav Aleph Vav. We put an Aleph in the middle, so that's 13. 26 and 13 is 39. So the first three letters of Yud Ke Vav, Bimilui Alfin, equals 39. The last letter is what? He Aleph. He Aleph is 6. 39 and 6, 45. That would be the Shem Mem He, which incidentally is Gematria. Adam, which Adam was created with that Shem. Now, I'm going to tell you a Hadush now. It's not, it's not in the book here, but I'm going to tell you a Hadush. What are the inner letters of the Shem Ma? The inner letters, meaning Yud Vav Dalid. I only want to look at the inner letters. What's the inner letter? Vav Dalid. The He, I don't want to look at the He, I just want to look at the Aleph, the inner letter, the Milui letters. What are these letters? So there's a Vav Dalit from the Yud. Vav Dalit equals 10. There's an Aleph from the He. That's 1. That's 11. Vav Aleph Vav. I only want the inner letter. So Aleph Vav is 7. So that's 11 and 7 is 18. And then you have the He. The last letter is the Aleph. He Aleph. I only want the Aleph. So the inner letters of the Shem Habaya that equals 45 is 19. By the way, it's very simple mathematics. All I did is I removed the original Yudke Vavke, which is 26. 45 minus 26 is 19. I'm just giving you the uh, amount of the inner letters. How much does the complete name equal? The complete name of God of Yudke Vavke, when you spell it like that, is 45. Gematria Adam. Rabotai. Who was created from the inside of Adam? Take a guess. Hava, exactly. Hava. Hava, okay, Hava. And what's the numerical value of Hava? Het, Vav, He, 19. So you see, it's perfect. The Shem Havaya that equals Mem, He, is 45, which the whole name equals Adam, and the inside is 19, which represents Hava. That Hava was brought from the, the inside of Adam. That's just a... A nice rem is. But now I tell you what Namhal's going to say. Namhal's going to say that the Shekhinah is talking. Listen to what the Shekhinah says. I'm in captivity. Please, Petrili, somebody open the door. Somebody release me. Who is this? Ahoti. Rayati. Yonati, Tamati, I am, uh, uh, I am the, the Shekhinah in, in Galut. And then the Shekhinah says, Shiroshi, you know what's on top of me? Shiroshi Nimla Tal. I have dew on my head. Tal, Morida Tal. What, is that? what does it mean? Shekhinah has Tal on the head? What is it? It's a, where, where are you? Why do you have dew on your head? 
But the Shekhinah is saying, Shiroshinim la tal, tal is 39. Where does the Hashpa'ah from the Shekhinah come from? From the Yud, the He, and the Vav. Those letters equal 39. Yud Vav Dalit is 20, He Aleph is 6, Vav Aleph Vav is 13, is 39. So the Shekhinah says, Shiroshinim la tal. Above me is the Yud Ke Vav. I need you to come and connect to me so we can have the Shefa. I need you to connect to the, to the final hair. That's what the Shekhinah is calling out. Shiroshinim la tal. I have the first three letters, the Yud Kevav, but you need to make the Shiduch, you need to make the Mac, bring the last hair in. That's the Shekhinah. So the Ramhal says, The Shekhinah is asking to be reconnected. In Galut, the name of Hashem is Yud Kevav. There's a disconnect between the last hair, it fell off. It's in Galut. So it says, Open for me, come back to me, Shiroshinim Latal. And let's make a zivug. Now the Shekhinah is calling for a hibur. It's calling for a for an attachment. For so many years there was a separation. So that's the whole goal of the pikida to bring back the the zivug. So the pipes, like we talk about, are, are strengthened again. And then the Shekhinah that's in uh, Galut, Behestad, comes out. And now he concludes and he says, And the next lesson, tomorrow night, Beli Neder, he's going to start to explain to us uh, some of the other Pesukim in Shira Shirim that are going to real, reveal this yearning of the Shekhinah to come out of its, uh, come out of its captivity. Okay, Rabotai, stop over here.